I've talked a lot about the Keltec KSG shotgun over the years, and it's no secret how much I love it. It's become the go-to shotgun for law enforcement and home defense, and for a really good reason. Uh, but why am I such a huge fan of the Keltec KSG? Well, like everything that Keltec invents, it created an entirely new class of shotgun, and the one that started it all is the KSG shotgun. It's the first 12-gauge pump-action shotgun chambered for three-inch shells. And with its dual tube mags, offers a capacity of 12 plus 1. So that's six rounds in each tube plus one chambered. If you prefer two and three quarter inch shells, even better because the KSG holds seven plus seven plus one. That's 15 shells. You cannot ignore the downward shell ejection either. It makes the KSG truly ambidextrous and ejects shells away from your face. It's brilliant design. See the Keltec KSG up close and personal at KeltecWeapons.com. That's K E L. TECweapons.com. Again, to find out more, visit KeltecWeapons.com. Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. Now, listen to this headline. This is a real headline. This was from yesterday. No, sorry, two days ago. Washington gas stations run out of gas and add extra digit in anticipation of $10 prices. That's insane. That's a real story. And then Daily Mail backed it up. They said, yes, national gas chains are reprogramming their pumps in Washington state and elsewhere to accommodate $10 a gallon fuel. It comes as the nation's average gas price soars to four fifty-seven a gallon, almost twice the $2.41 average during Trump's last month in office. One spokesperson for these 76 gas stations confirmed it. They said, yes, we are reconfiguring our pumps to make room for the possibility of double-digit prices. That was from Post Millennial. That is crazy. And California, they're at $6 a gallon. This is not going to go away anytime soon at all. This is wild. And to see that they, I mean, it was like a prophecy. They pretty much, I kind of don't, maybe they could write a story about me getting a million dollars. I would love that. Now, you have retailers also being forced to, tra- to, to change their prices. Check this out. You guys know, so my favorite foods are tamales and chicken wings and maybe more chicken wings. I don't know. I never actually thought about it to that degree. But they, now there's that uh, Bidenflation is forcing retailers to charge market prices for wings. Local businesses are pushed to the brink. For some reason... News media love to go around the country and talk to wing people, like chicken wing businesses. If your business is in the chicken wing business, they love going around talking to people about this, which I think is actually a good measure of just common everyday people, because there is not anybody who does not love chicken wings. And if they don't love chicken wings, I submit to you my theory that that is the way that you tell whether or not someone is either a witch or an alien or an alien witch in Monty Python-esque style. But they were saying that flour is up, cooking oil is up, food inflation is up almost 10% in April. Flour jumped 40%. I was just talking to Juan yesterday on break, just getting a bag of flour. I could not believe how much more I was paying for a bag of flour as to what I was paying a year ago. And so I've always been nuts and I've had an app where I track my prices for stuff because I'm, I'm just fascinated at the growth of prices and what kind of stays static and what, you know, the wild swings and others. In which is always obviously like certain fruits and fish and stuff. But flour alone's jumped 40%. A bag of flour today is 40% more expensive than it was a year ago. 
Oil is 41% more expensive. Butter is 51% more expensive. I my The bread that I usually get is like $3 more for a loaf of bread. Than it, I'm not kidding. And I don't get no fancy bread, right? I'm not getting like, you know, artisanal wheat bread. I'm not doing that. This is crazy. So now it's hitting chicken wings. Groceries are up 15% total. That's average. And so there's this one restaurant chain. They, they're across the country. And they, uh, Salon Mookie's, I've actually never heard of them, but they started in Mississippi, but it's a New York City-themed restaurant. It's a chain. So they had like a basket of 15 wings. Before lockdown, before the pandemic, it was $13 for a basket of 15 wings. Do you want to know what they had to mark that up to? Just because they had to pay more to get that those wings in? $27. The actual market cost is $34 now. The place that I go to in my town to get wings, and I love it because they're I, I think they're great people and they make good wings. Because I like hot wings and I, I don't want them to be, you know, totally oversauced and I want them to be like baked in the oven very particular. So if I don't do it myself, we get it from this place in town. And they had posted a sign up. They always let everybody know whenever whenever their wing costs go up or whenever their costs go up, they post a sign explaining this is why we have to increase our prices because this went up. Every The stuff that goes into this meal, this is what all increased. And that's why we have to charge more. That's This is wild to me. But this is what's happening. And this man's not doing a single thing to, to deal with it, not doing a single thing about it. Instead, what do they do? They played around with this damn baby formula shortage, and then they decided to cr- just create this stupid bill. It was all about giving the FDA more money. The FDA caused this damn problem. They're giving the FDA more money, and that's not going to do anything except make it look like, oh, Democrat- Republicans are voting against baby formula. And that's literally what they're running with already. There's nothing like seeing your yard come to life in the spring. There's just one catch. Uh, You need plants first. And we all know what a hassle that can be. Now FastGrowingTrees.com has you covered. FastGrowingTrees.com is the world's largest online nursery with expertise, care, and selection that you won't find anywhere else. Whether you're looking for that one perfect plant or ready to design your whole landscape, FastGrowingTrees.com has the expertise to make it easy. One of the highlights is there's no waiting in lines or messy cars from hauling your plants all over town. They make it so easy. You can order online or just by phone and your plants are shipped right to your door in one to two days. Their growing and care advice is available 24-7 and another personal favorite is their 30-day alive and thrive guarantee so you can trust everything is going to be healthy for years to come. FastGrowingTrees.com is my first stop for spring planting so visit FastGrowingTrees.com slash Dana right now and you'll get 15% off your entire order. Get 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com slash Dana. Grow your dream yard with FastGrowingTrees.com slash Dana. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Mm-hmm. All right, first up here. This uh, plastic, there's a plastic eating enzyme that could eliminate tons of landfill waste. It's from UT down in Austin. It says this enzyme variant created by engineers and scientists at UT can break down environment throttling plastics that typically take centuries to degrade. And these, this enzyme can do it in a matter of hours to days. They published the results of their studies in Nature. And it could actually help solve like a, all the, a lot of the waste problems in landfills. Because I'm I'm, I look at it like that's valuable real estate. 
that we could use, and we could we should just diminish some of that. I'm just saying. Uh, a bakery. I actually think this is funny. New York Post. A bakery was shamed for uh, a sick Johnny Depp v Amber Heard pastry. So there was an image from the trial that showed Johnny Depp's like finger wrapped up in a bandage, and like the tip was off of it. Because I guess that somebody threw a wine bottle and it ripped the part of his finger off, and by somebody I mean uh, Amber Turd. And so they said that, sorry, verbal typo, and it stays. The bakery in Australia uh, has been excoriated because they shared this dessert. The dessert, the pastry place is called Dessert Boxes, and they said that they were going to send Herd a golden brown donut in the shape of a hand with the finger chopped off. And a lot of people are getting upset over a pastry online. I just think it's funny, and also capitalism's fun. Uh, let's see, Diesel. Because we've been having a lot, I mean, not just regular gas problems, but diesel problems. On the East Coast, diesel consumers are getting some, some a little bit of good news. It may suggest an easing of the tight physical market squeeze in the region. There's been a lot of head fakes. It's been reported that the markets are softening. But they say that now it looks like that it's going to start easing up. The national average retail diesel price published Monday by the Energy Information Administration was five, a little over $5, almost $6 a gallon. East Coast was $0.33 cents more than that. Uh, and now it looks like there's going to be a decline, a little bit of, a, a little bit of an ease. So that's, that's good. Netflix finally made a good decision and they dropped. They were, I guess, I can't find out if this was in production. I know that one of his other shows is, you know, that Ibram X. Kendi guy, he's the CRT dude and he's really annoying. So Variety and Deadline Hollywood, have, or sorry, Hollywood Reporter uh, have said that Netflix, they're starting to hand out pink slips uh, and they're pulling the plug on a ton of projects. One of those was Anti-Racist Baby. It was the series aimed at brainwashing your preschoolers by grifter Ibram X. Kendi. So that's kind of some good news, right? Except his other one's still in development. So, meh. We got a lot more on the way. Stick with us. More of the Dana Show back after this. 14 state populations were significantly miscounted in 2020, according to the Census Bureau. It is a revelation that comes after the numbers were already used to divvy up House seats for the next decade. This is huge because when you read the piece, maybe with the exception of mm, like two states, maybe, these were all severely overcounted with red. Or sorry, with, with blue. Democrat states were overcounted. Red states, Republican states were undercounted. The net overcount, the most significant ones in eight states, Delaware, Hawaii, Massachusetts, Minnesota, New York, Ohio, Rhode Island, and Utah. And that was the whole point of the, I mean, that's the whole point. Huh, interesting. Now, the bureau officials emphasize the follow-up surveys estimates. They're like, oh, they're delayed because of the pandemic, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This is an absolute scandal. And now, goodness, I wonder how many seats this is going to cost GOP. I wonder how many seats. I wonder why the census was screwed with. All of the undercounted populations were in red states. Almost all. All of the 
overcounts were in blue. I mean, that's wild. Just wild to me. I'm going to link the story in the newsletter that I send out. Because with these seats, with the way that this is, um, I mean, this is, they already have, they already have like a number of, re, of, of uh, maps redrawn. And they, they say that it's not going to change each state's share of representation in the House or Electoral College, but I'm not quite sure how. That's still, this is a major, this is a scandal. So I'm going to, and this is just coming out. Now, one other thing that I'm going to share with you. Uh, you had the Senate that has voted 86 to 11 in favor of sending $40 billion of our dollars to Ukraine. 11 Republicans voted no. Hawley, Marshall, Crapo, Braun, Paul, Blackburn, Haggerty, Loomis, Boozman, Tuberville, and Lee. Ted Cruz voted yes. And remember, a lot of this money, we were telling you about where some of this money was going. Some of it was going to... Um, uh, what is it? Uh, ancillary uh, operations, I think is how it was described. I'm looking at my notes on this because this also just came up. The breakdown of this, of this package, $40 billion taxpayer dollars. You had uh, $500 million for the European Bank for Reconstruction and Development. Or sorry, $5 million. Uh, this is 40 billion. No, that was 500 million. 40, this is a $40 billion bill. 500 million for European Bank for Reconstruction and Development. 400 million for international narcotics control. 350 million for State Department's migration and refugee assistance. 190 million for the State Department for diplomatic programs. 150 million. I asked Blackburn about this yesterday for the Global Agriculture and Food Security Program. Uh, 67 million for the Justice Department, 54 million for CDC, because they want to carry out public health and disease detection related to Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Two million for salaries and expenses. Oh goodness, 10 million for the State Department's Capital Investment Fund. This is all supposed to be part of the Ukraine bill. Just so you know. Seems like they were giving themselves a lot of money, wasn't it? Aren't they? They spent more money on the Global Agriculture for Food and Food Security Program for their diplomatic programs, uh, for the CDC and all of that, than they did for U.S. troop pay. That only got $15 million. In fact, $15 million for U.S. troop pay, that's the lowest number on here. Oh, I, I take that back. Uh, that's just $5 million more than what the State Department saved for their capital investment fund. And so all of the Republicans that voted for this, and I'm shocked that Ted Cruz was one of them. I'm not quite sure why, but because he's, you know, pretty liable, pretty reliable conservative. I'm not quite sure why he voted for that, but he's, but there were a lot who did not. And I'm glad that they didn't. Now, additionally, 
because there's a number of things that came out. You have, pull this up, Twitter safety. Put this out, quote, people turn to Twitter during crisis times to share news, find support, and stay connected. Today, we're launching a crisis misinformation policy so Twitter doesn't recommend or amplify viral false content that can further harm already vulnerable groups. And it's their new crisis information policy. And they keep saying things like, oh, you mean like, like uh, war in Ukraine. They don't have people that have the expertise to determine what is or is not information as it relates to, I don't know, uh, Russia's lame attempt to try to reform the Eastern Bloc. They don't have, I'm sorry, I don't buy that they got experts over Twitter and they deserve to get dragged online for this. This never, like Rolling Stone put out that, it, that, that, that the Buffalo murderer was a mainstream Republican when he wrote that he hated them and said he literally was a communist. But okay. So this is, they're going to get their damn ministry of truth some way or another, guys. They're determined. They are going to get their ministry of truth one way or the other. They're just, they're going to call it something different. So you can't, you know, so you can't say, you can't say it's ministry of truth. Something different now. But it's still ministry of truth. Like I said, they will do whatever they can. The thing about this, I mean, I, I don't even know who they have on staff to determine what is or is not. Because it's a leftist echo chamber. They don't have any conservatives that work at Twitter. The last conservative that I knew that worked at Twitter left and went to work for a different uh, entity. And they were in one of the, the accounts there, handled government stuff. So... Hmm. And I love how they say it. they just unequivocally call it truth. But see, the thing is, is that what, how, they, how they define truth is based upon their political bias. That's that's what that's how they define what is or is not truth. Whatever's in their political bias, if it matches their poli- if it matches their politics, then that's that's what it is. Then that can be considered truth. It's safe for you guys. There's a lot, I know, there's a lot happening. So you've had the Ukraine bill, Senate passes. Some Republicans disappointed. You have Twitter trying, now they're going to create the Ministry of Truth. You have this story from the Census Bureau saying that they overcounted in blue states and undercounted in in, uh, red. This is wild. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. A Florida woman throws a rubber snake at deputies after a high-speed chase. Martin County Sheriff's deputies had their hands full yesterday morning. It began with a high-speed chase that ended in a multiple vehicle crash with injuries. And then the driver got out of a vehicle and threw a rubber snake at deputies. Sheriff William Snyder said it began with a routine traffic stop. Motorcycle deputy tried to pull over a pickup. Another driver... Uh, hit the gas when the other driver hit the gas the deputy said that he chased the truck for five miles during the chase the driver rammed another truck causing it to flip injuring three people inside they're expected to be okay but then she came out of the vehicle said snyder and instead of surrendering she threw what looked like a real snake at our deputy 
The snake was rubber. She threw it just moments after the deputy, because he had gone to put his hand on his gun. He goes, if she had thrown that snake when the gun was out, we may have been talking about an officer-involved shooting, Snyder said. She's facing a lot of charges, including aggravated battery on the law enforcement officers. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Project Veritas founder and CEO James O'Keefe joins me to discuss the new FBI whistleblower exposing the government's targeting of journalists it considers political opponents. I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter show, O'Keefe also describes the horrifying FBI raid he endured. And I'll share my very personal thoughts on the truly disturbing abortion protests I witnessed this week. Don't miss it. Follow the Sarah Carter show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.